This is the prophetic angle, and you have tuned in to hear the second of 158 precepts from Awakening Biblical Theology. The Lord gave me this um, series of precepts back in 2016 when the election determined uh, the direction of the country for the next four years, as it usually does, but this time in a good way. It seemed like it was prior to that, though, that the morass of immorality and cultural degradation was on a trajectory downward and still is today, frankly. We have a new administration. Well, it's not new now, but we have an administration in now that is promoting degradation. In fact, I heard that Joe Biden is about to hold the biggest pride party in the White House that has ever uh, been hosted there. In fact, I don't, know, I don't think there has been one hosted too many times, and I don't know the details about when and who and, and what. I can surmise, as you could, but this is supposed to be the biggest He's pushing it all, and he's supposedly supposed to, in this event, announce some of his agenda pushing this LGBTQPIAXYZ, etc., agenda further into the mindset of the American psyche. Well, that is representative of what I'm about to say in number two of these precepts that the Lord gave me. Number two goes, God made a distinction between light and darkness, and he separated them. This is based on Genesis 1-3, and my conclusion is they don't mix. They don't mix. So let's look at Genesis 1-3 and see what it says exactly so you can know how the unfolding declaration of these precepts happens in a systematic orderly way god doesn't explain necessarily every rationale for his declarations and his decrees he just says this is the way it is and of course as we get the Revelation unfolding, we get some explanation, we have some understanding, but the Bible teaches us not to lean to our own understanding in uh, Proverbs 3, 5, uh, 6, and 7. Now, let's look and see what it says. And God said, let there be light. There was light, and God saw that the light was good. And God separated light from darkness. God called the light day, the darkness he called night, and there was evening, there was morning the first day. Okay, so this is interesting because God said, let there be light. There had been formerly darkness. Remember verse 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. 
Now, something very interesting to me, and I don't know if I've ever noticed or pointed this out before, had it pointed out to me, is that God said, let there be light, and God saw the light was good. So say that, the light is good. Now, he separated the light from the darkness. He made a distinction. He divided it. They don't mix. Now, very interesting here is in this particular passage, it does not say the darkness was good. It just doesn't say the darkness was good or bad. Now, we could talk about the figurative darkness and figurative light uh, that is represented here by the natural light and the natural darkness. And we could also make a point to say that darkness is needed for recovery for the plants, for human beings to take their sleep, their rest. That's what they're supposed to do at night. There's a gland in your uh, cranium there uh, called the pineal gland that causes the hormone melatonin to be released when the eyes say to the pineal gland that its darkness has arrived. And that's part of what happens. It stimulates that melatonin release and then you're able to rest and go to sleep. All things being equal. But when we're talking about darkness, we know that people seek to do their evil deeds in darkness. Scriptures even say this because it hides them. It obscures their behavior. Now, the Bible says in Ephesians 5.11, and by the way, when I gave these precepts, I didn't make this much commentary on them. I just posted them as precepts and had a very succinct, very succinct, riveting uh, point or commentary, piece of commentary, you might say. So in these um, episodes that I'm sharing with you here on the podcast platform and later on, I may do some videos on this. I'm doing more commentary to illustrate the importance of these precepts and how they are applicable in our understanding and in our life and in our behavior. So Ephesians 5.11 says, Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. So we are children of the day. And the light of Jesus Christ, the gospel, the truth is supposed to shine and emanate from us because it is, has been put within us. And therefore, we are to expose the unfruitful works of darkness. Exposing them does a couple of things. It, um, pardon the pun, but it brings them to light. In other words, it makes them visible and evident and manifest to those that are observing or observant, but then it also causes them to flee because they don't like dwelling in 
the light. That's why they, they seek darkness. So when the light shines in the darkness, the darkness is not able to overcome it. Uh, that's in John 1, when Jesus came into the world, the light shined in the darkness. Darkness comprehended it not, the, the King James Version says. Now let me tell you a, a kind of a funny story uh, that really is true to happen to me some years ago as a young evangelist in the 80s traveling in South Florida. I was in my room prior to the service that evening and uh, I noticed as I lay down uh, after the service, I could tell you a story that happened before the service, one after. Let me go with the one after. Um, I was ready to go to sleep because I was tired. I laid down and I turned out the light and I heard a noise, you know, a scratching noise. And I thought, well, what is that? So I got up and I turned on the light and looked around, didn't see anything. This happened uh, for several, several times until finally I noticed I had a little book beside my bed there on a nightstand that had its cover being eroded or eaten by something. And so one of the last times I turned on the light, I think I saw a roach scurry off into the corner somewhere. So the roach had been coming out in the darkness and feasting on the cover of this book I had. But then when the light was turned on, the roach would flee. And of course, you know, you could do a lot with that. When the light is turned on, it makes a distinction between the occurrences that take place in either of the two scenarios, darkness or light. So they don't mix. Light drives away darkness. And so therefore, we're living in a world that's very dark, but we are supposed to be, as you have heard many times, salt and light. Well, I hope you're enjoying these precepts that we're sharing from the Scripture from the beginning. As we move through Genesis, we're going to pick up many of them. And uh, please share this with somebody. Let somebody know we're doing this. These are nuggets of truth that can help people and help them defend their faith and understand the nature and the attributes of our God. Now, I hope that you're use, using these things to equip you to defend your faith and to be strong in the Lord. God bless you and have a great day.